0: I'm John Perry. I'm Ted Cupper. And this is Constellation, making the graphic novel. Join us
1: as we build an original science fiction world.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Constellation podcast. How are you doing today, Ted?
1: I'm good, John. How are you?
0: I am good, too. And we're going to jump right into our plot near where we left off. Uh... There's been some fuzzy parts of Act 1, but we're going to try to, like, move past Act 1 fully today. Um, Right. So we can follow the philosophy we laid out at the beginning, which is to just keep moving.
1: We're going to try to push through it. So last time we got almost to the end of of Act 1, but not quite, I think, totally to the end, right? We got a little bit fuzzy on that very last beat.
0: That's right. So we know that Tim is going to apply to the club We wanted him to do this actively, so we decided that he has this standing contract with Zoya where if she returns to Event World, then he gets access to her logs. Um, She does eventually have to return, even when she didn't want to, Uh, so he does get access to those logs, and in those logs he can clearly see uh, the worlds that she's been to, and one of those is, of course, the location of the Club World, which is unlisted and unknown to most people. So that allows, that just gives him the in he needs to show up at the door and basically be persistent and plead to get in. I mean, he knows that it's an invite-only club, but, uh, you know, maybe this would be crazy enough to work. And, uh, you know, you compared it last time to... You know, one of those, like, scenes, like, where you, like, want the kung fu master to train you on a hill or something.
1: Right, right. The classic, uh, kung, like, the kung fu TV show, the setup of that is, like, you know, he goes to the monastery every day and hangs out uh, on the, su- on the steps. And they tell him to go home. And he, you know, sleeps there through the rain. And, you know, so I think this guy is going to do something like that. He's going to show up at this lobby and he's going to make a costly signal that he is interested in this club in the hopes that they will... Um, either accept him or tell him what to do to get accepted or whatever you know
0: now what happens next uh, is going to be informed by a few facts number one the club is definitely invite only right so this is highly irregular number two we want um, Tim to be Tim's request to be taken up at least uh, to appear to be taken up by a club rep who's going to haze him and we want that person to be Zoya Uh, and number three, we know, um, because we're sort of revealing the twist to you, the audience wouldn't know at this point, but we know that Zoya is, you know, not fully a club member yet. She's still being hazed herself. So, you know, that's a bunch of sort of weird things to take into account when we're deciding right now what's going to happen when he shows up at the club and doesn't leave, you know, after after being maybe ejected several times and then just popping right back in, you know, being subjected to maybe some, you know, uh, like uh, horrible things maybe like that are meant to deflect these kinds of people. And he just like, you know, pushes right through them. Right. Um, you know, they can like simulate uh, like murdering him or pushing him off a cliff or whatever. I mean, it's
1: their world, right? So right. Um, they could even simulate letting him into the world, but it's not really the world. They could do a lot of different stuff. And he would probably have seen a lot of these tricks before in his world building days. So maybe he's able to see through them and um, figure out, you know, how to get to the real lobby or whatever.
0: That's true. There might be like a real actually, like maybe this isn't, this is a sort of a longer beat here. um, Because he can really show, we want him to show his persistence, but he can, like you said, he could show some ingenuity here in terms yeah. of like, see, like they have some sort of maybe even automated algorithm for just sort of like rejecting these kinds of people
1: Yeah, um, or or a complicated design, but he's somebody who's a world designer. So he would actually be able to look at that stuff and be like, Oh, this is one of those tunnels where this happens, (laughs) you know, like I've seen, I've seen this used for other reasons, you know? Um, but yeah. So
0: I'm going to write that down. So the world tries to misdirect and drive away Tim, but he sees through what they're doing now at some point again zoe, zoe has got to come out and say and say like okay here's three trials um right so we've got now we talked about one option and i think this even came up last uh, episode that we're gonna we're gonna you and i decided we're not going to do but i'll just say it for the sake of um, right explaining right because it thinking. would
1: be possible so you may as well pitch it to the to the listeners
0: Right, because if we wanted to have like an even extra crazy twist, like it could be that maybe this isn't even the club world, right? Like maybe Zoya and probably her parents being involved set this up as a trap uh, to ensnare Tim. Right, or the the club itself
1: could have set it up by giving all of the winners a fake club world to go to, you know, in order to throw people off the scent or something.
0: That's actually easier to swallow,
1: right? Since we that know that. That was my uh, sort of initial thought about how that was happening. So yeah,
0: got it. Yeah, so um, that one I think makes a little more sense than the one I said. But both of them, I think, are. I feel like they're just overcomplicating things in a way that we don't need. And you, I think, you had a different reason that you didn't like it.
1: Yeah, well, um, I, I mean, look, I could see the potential for a, a late twist if, you know, and if we end up needing one, that's the place we can come and look, but. Yeah, my take, uh, which I was just telling you off the air, is like, I'm not sure narratively what that gets us, because it is possible um, that it's that's a fake. I mean, almost anything can be a fake in this world, but how interesting is that? I think, like, you know, it's more interesting to me if it's the real club world and we really get a sense of, you know, how interesting and cool it is basically um so since we had a few options that did take place in a in a situation where it was the real club world i i thought it was just worth sort of clipping that branch for now and trying to make one of these other things work um i'm not opposed to looking back at it later if you want to so
0: we're going to provisionally decide it's definitely the real club world and uh this might be a good time to bring up uh Another thing we just talked about off air, which is the design of the club world itself, we were imagining, Um, you know, if if people like Zoya and Tim are allowed in it who aren't even members of the club, then that implies that, you know, the club at the very least has a lobby, but it might go further than that. It might be partitioned um, almost like if you imagine concentric circles, you know, where there's an outer level that almost anyone who knows the address of the world can get into. And as you get like further in each concentric circle, you're getting to a more and more uh, high-status area, right? Um,
1: right. I was thinking that it was uh, hierarchies within the club. So in order to enter the world, get past the lobby, you would need to be a club member. But then, um, you know, club there could be statuses within the, the membership of the club. So you could have a, a level one member, is somebody who's just completed their trials. A level two member has been there for a while, has maybe done additional pro club activities of some kind or additional hazing to get to that or has just been voted on by their peers or something. They get to that next level and they can go, you know, to the next concentric circle inward um etc and then there could even be like a sort of ruler level or magistrate level or something that has you know full access to everywhere and is sort of the uh almost like the goal of all club members is to eventually get to this highest level of status
0: i like this because it's like status games within status games which is just you know it feels like that's kind of the theme we're pushing with this club anyways so it sort of works and uh You also pointed out that this is a little bit like how Scientology is set up. So it does also make our club
1: seem a little more culty. Yeah. uh, Maybe than I'd
0: imagined previously. But But
1: I think a lot of things are set up like this. I mean, as disparate as like airplane reward points (laughs) uh, and, you know, murderous cults. I mean, (laughs) I think there's a certain power to these kinds of status hierarchies. And I think if I imagine the club this way as being a sort of, you know, concentric circles of status of hierarchical status groups, I start to have a clear uh, imagination in my mind of like what the club wants sort of, you know, like uh, to the extent that the institution of the club is sort of a, uh, a being it, it, it has this, um, it will act in the world in certain ways. And it, it seems to me that if everyone inside is always in a kind of, lateral competition with their co, uh, uh, you know, level mates to get to the next level first or to get to the, you know, to make the cut that's going to drive the club to act in certain ways. And that's, um, that's kind of exciting to me. It starts to give it some, uh, parameters and it starts to make me understand it a little better.
0: An interesting thing about that is that it means, um, that while they the overall club needs to remain exclusive to retain its status, right? Like they can't let just anybody in, right? And secretive.
1: Um, I mean, it's it's secretiveness is a big part of its status, uh, I think, too.
0: Right. It also means that they do they are also simultaneously incentivized to let in a consistent flow of some people, right? Because they need new underlings as other people. Uh, perhaps, like, work their way up, right? I mean, it's like, if you d- if you imagine it as an organism, you kind of need to feed it with, like, new people to play the role of, like, at the being at the bottom of the pyramid, in a way,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And I would think that there would be attrition, too, uh, where if you don't make it to the next hierarchy, at some point you might, like, leave the club or become a use- useless as an underling. So uh, there might be some scarcities in that, sense. Um, They might, you know, be having a hard time finding tips at the rate they used to because they don't have as many underlings out there searching for them as they used to or something like that, which could put some pressure. I like the idea that there's sort of pressure on the club members. Like, basically why I like this is that I think there's an irony to the fact that if Tim were to get in and were to fulfill his dream he would still be caught in the treadmill of hierarchy because he'd just be, you know, in tier one of this club and now he'd be trying to move to tier two. So I think like, yeah, if we can dramatize, if we have an opportunity to do so and we can dramatize some sort of internal grind that's going on among the club members and even some sort of like danger of being kicked out or, or something like that, that, that comes with it might that might be really interesting.
0: It also like reconceptualizes the hazing process possibly as a farming for content process, yeah, right, yeah, I which mean, is
1: part of what's going on there, of course. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, I, I don't know if we've made that explicit on the podcast or mm-hmm. even talked about that recently, which is that, like, literally the first trial, which we're gonna get to later today, hopefully. Um, is uh, bringing someone a, a like really good tip for a world that they don't know about, right? And this club is famous for having access to all kinds of crazy worlds that no one knows about. So there you go. That's one way you farm that, is you have hungry new pledges do that labor for you. Exactly. Um, so as we think about the other trials, we should probably try to... That's the one that most obviously connects to that idea, but... The second and third trials maybe might as well. So it's just something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, or they uh, somehow um, utilize the vast library of tips that the club has as its, like, main currency, perhaps in the trial, like you're assigned, you know, maybe you're assigned a world and you have to do something there or something like that. Um, But, yeah, uh, we we can leave that for later. Um, Should we move on to the sort of big decision? Because we have to decide for beat nine um you know which of these things is it is it either um that tim goes to this lobby and he's sort of making a scene and then we like cut inside the real club world where zoya is hanging out as an initiate and somebody says to her like you know this guy says he knows you he's making a scene or something along those lines and she's like assigned to go deal with him or or is it the sort of an the opposite of that which is that it's, it, it's the same thing he's showing up in the lobby but she just shows up there intercepts him and her reasoning for doing that which would be hidden to the audience but that we would know is that basically she doesn't want her to embarrass him she's trying to cut him off before he has a chance to associate himself with her and then that's what sort of gets them on this journey and gets them to this place where she
0: well and the audience might we might share that with the audience because I think that that could be true uh whether you knew the twist or not, right? Like whether or not Zoya is already a full member at that point.
1: Um She might still not want to she, be embarrassed. Yeah, that's She true. gave
0: away We all we know is that she gave away the club location through a contract she maybe shouldn't have signed. So Right. right. Uh, that there's a lot of reasons. that's right. Why so she, it's more
1: than embarrassment. I mean, she could be kicked out for that. I think sharing the secret location with a non-member is probably grounds for dismissal, right? I mean, so she could be in in fairly deep hot water already. And you know, the audience wouldn't necessarily know all this. Maybe they'd know some of it. But um, you know, given the pressure that we're imagining she's getting from her parents, Um, And the fact that everybody already knows she's sort of joined this club, it would be, I think, a real blow for her to say, oh, I got kicked out of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, these two things aren't that different from each other. I guess the question is, I think the real question here is, do we want to show inside the real club world at this time? Or uh, do we want to not do that? Because I think.
0: Yeah, well, hold, on, hang on. You, it is we decided it's the real club world. Do You mean like a? Do we want to go a layer in to uh, the concentric circles?
1: What, what I mean is that we're going to see the lobby. Uh, what we're calling the lobby, which is you know um, the outermost
0: ring. Right? It's the outermost the,
1: ring, but it's like uh, you know, it's it's like any lobby in any world, um, uh, even non-secret worlds have lobbies. So it's it's um, you know. Anyone who has the address of this secret world can show up at this lobby, but you can only get in um, if you're actually a member. So uh, the question is, do we want to show beyond the lobby uh, into the private club sanctum or do we want to not show that at this point um, and hold that back for some later time? I think that's the biggest question here.
0: Well, to me, that's, That's an interesting question. It feels almost like a lateral one to the pitch I would make right now. Which is what? Um, Which is, um, I like what we just talked about before this, right? We described a scene where Tim comes in and is like, you know, basically being harassed by this world lobby that doesn't want to let him in. Um, But he's being persistent and in some cases, like, you know, easily, you know, like dealing with and understanding their attempted ruses because he's a world designer. I like that. I feel like we have to, if we have Zoya intercept him, we kind of have to lose that, right? Because if if she's intercepting him in any kind of like competent way, she's going to intercept him immediately. And there's not going to be this whole thing where he's engaging with the uh, club's AI or whatever that's harassing him. So in the interest of not losing that, hmm. I feel like Zoya can't intercept him. But I feel like Zoya is too smart, uh, in my mind, to not intercept him. So that probably means she's tied up. Maybe that means, and this would make sense to me as well, when once Tim gets the access to the address, he's going to go there immediately. I mean, this guy's not going to wait, right?
1: Right, he's right, gonna, right. Because so, he doesn't want Zoya to, uh, you know get there before him basically
0: so like we know we think maybe he has like a glancing interaction with zoya right cuz for a moment she's at event world he goes to event world realizes she's there realizes the contract is triggered and he now has access to her log um but maybe she, he may or may not have a run in with her um and if they do have a run in she might say like hey don't go <laughs> right like uh, let's talk this out like you're going to you know ruin me um, right, right. but she's but we already discussed how like she's the only reason she's at event world anyways is because you know the club forced her to be there as part of the initiation process and she couldn't say no so it it's logical that maybe that's not over right so she's still tied up she can't leave and follow tim right um all she could do is plead tim if she sees him not to like like just wait don't go to don't i know you can see my logs but like don't go there please uh, mm. but, but Tim, of course, wouldn't listen, would mm. go immediately. Mm. And then, so that means that there's time for this interaction to happen where like Tim is being persistent and we get to keep that scene. Mm-hmm. But Zoya is also not dumb for allowing that to happen. She just literally couldn't get away.
1: Couldn't stop him. Right.
0: But then like you were saying, but then she would knows
1: be- that he has gone basically. So that puts her in a position where as soon as she is free, she can go and try to catch up with him, you know. Um, And at that point, he's probably still battling the lobby on on some level. If that's the case and he shows up there, you know, Zoya having told him not to, um, fights with the AI, the AI is smart, but, uh, but he's a world designer, so he has a leg up on it and he's able to figure out at least some of... The tricks that it's pulling and, you know, he's proving himself in a way as he's fighting this AI.
0: But he's probably using Zoya's name as well.
1: Maybe, but he doesn't actually have to. He could not say her name at all because she already knows, right? She already tried to stop him from coming. She knows he's there. She's stuck somewhere. She's waiting for the second that she's let out from her thing. And what, you know, to to open up the sort of behind the scenes, what she's learning about is the first trial. So she's basically being told by her observer, you know, you guys have to go out and find uh, a novel tip. And that's going to, you know, that's going to be your first trial. Uh, And then once that's done, she finds out about that. She's let out. Uh, He's been continuing to go through this um, sort of battle with the lobby A.I., and if we want to, we could have her show up at that moment. And to me, I would consider this the intercept one, but I guess you would consider this not the intercept one because... Um,
0: no, I would. I it, It's like a modified intercept one, I guess. In, in this pinch. case, we
1: still don't see... Uh, we would not be cutting in to see the interior part of the real club world With Zoya speaking to another club member being told, go take care of your boyfriend or whatever. Right,
0: right. But that, I think, is... I guess the reason that that's lateral to what I'm pitching is, like, to me, that doesn't have to be a scene we show, necessarily. That could always be the internal explanation and maybe a scene we show later. I mean, at some point when we reveal our big twist, we're going to probably have to find some way through some character explaining or something to... To do the thing that a lot of movies do to make twists maximally satisfying, where we sort of show what was actually happening, um, if we can.
1: Right, so, right, uh, right. Or if I mean, you know, the more clever thing to do, if you can do it, is show it all and have people not catch that that's what you're doing, so that you can just show them right, a bunch which, of which things means to write it seen. correctly.
0: Yeah, where it has that layer, we need to know <laughs> what's yeah, actually yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think um that all whether or not we cut into the club, there might even be a way to cut into the club where we cut into the club and it's still, we're still not giving away our, tools, it's not right? totally because clear
1: that we're cutting into the club. Yeah. Because I mean, that's possible. Yes, I agree. That's possible. The
0: difference between a low ranking club member and an initiate might not be super obvious depending on how we write the dialogue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, maybe it is mostly the intercept plot line, but it's possible that because he gets there so far before her, that by the time she gets there, and you're right, it is contingent on whether he says her name. So maybe we should next think about whether he would. Because if he had said her name, then by the time Zoya gets there, uh, she'll she'll be in trouble of some kind. And I was just thinking that, you know, what internally could happen at a club like this is she's in trouble it's the kind of thing you get expelled for right like leaking the club's location mm-hmm. but because tim is such an unusual person who's like gotten farther than anyone ever has like in the like uh harassment that happens in the lobby when you just show up and you know try to spam the club with your presence um that actually like they decide that like okay they won't just immediately discipline Zoya and kick her out um, if she goes and deals with him, because that would be interesting for them to watch, since they're all about (laughs) novel experiences, right? right? right, And Tim seems like an unusual person. Um, That would make the club a little more complicit from the beginning, I feel like, in terms of their...
1: Well, I don't mind that aspect of it, and I like the fact that it makes Tim a little bit more active in the sense that he does something kind of impressive to them, which calls, you know, calls their attention toward him. Um I like those aspects of the pitch. I guess it does seem to me like it is complicated to not show the scene. So to me, I would, if I, if we were to go with that, I would argue for we would ha- in fact show the scene in which this stuff is being said and we would hide whatever we needed to hide in order to make it make sense for our plot. But but. You know, while it would be possible to show the scene later or not show it or have it be a reveal that is in a character's mouth, it, uh, uh, that I, I, my instinct is that level of complexity is not that satisfying unless you see it. So I don't necessarily dislike that, but I, I think if we were going to go with that pitch, I would argue that that is a version where we actually have to cut inside and see some version of this scene where Zoya is told. Something interesting is happening and you have to go clean it up at least, at least that much. I mean, you know, uh, again, we could, we could couch it. We could aesthetically couch it however we needed to in order to, to hide the aspects of it that we want to hide. I don't think that would be a problem, but. um
0: Okay. Well, let's, I, I'm willing to, to grant what you just said, right? I, we would need the scene. I, I, so
1: then. So, so I still think that's a good option, but I do think there is another option here where we don't have to show a scene. Uh, where he doesn't necessarily say her name uh, to the AI. Maybe he has enough respect for her to not do that because he would probably know that would get her in trouble. Um, well, that's the
0: thing I wanted to game out next is like why would he or would he not
1: right mention her? So I think he could mention her name by accident. I don't think it's like makes him totally stupid to do so, or he could mention it on purpose in the in an attempt to get her in trouble and therefore get her out there. But I think that would be very risky. Um, not that this guy doesn't take risks. I could buy it. I'm not saying I couldn't buy it. Um, but I don't know. I like him to be as smart as possible. And if, if I had stolen the address of a Secret Club from you, and you were the only person I knew who was the member of that Secret Club, I would maybe not, you know, and I went to the clubhouse, I would maybe not go and say, like, I got this address from John, you know? I might yeah, he kind of <laughs> burns his own
0: contact in a way. Like, he just, yeah. like, scored a contact uh, in the club that he has leverage
1: over. Exactly. And I feel like it would be better to, like, get my way into the club and then threaten... To tell Zoya tell them about Zoya later if she didn't help me with something or something like that. Like that seems like a better use of that information if he's like smart. Well now smart. he's
0: blackmailing her, basically, when we've gamed this out. I mean, which I like. Well, uh, look, I
1: think it's smarter to blackmail her here than it is to say her name to the AI. If those are the two choices. I'm not saying he has to blackmail her, but I definitely think that like, yeah, if I had some information that I think could get my friend in trouble. I would either keep it secret or I would blackmail them, <laughs> but I wouldn't just say it. I don't think unless I did so by mistake or unless I did so under torture or because I got tricked by an AI like, uh, like the AI could create a fake Zoya and that's a way that it, right. He could get tricked and he could realize, uh, two sentences into the conversation. Oh, you're not her. You're a, you're an AI. Um, for example um that's an mm-hmm. option uh uh so I, I yeah like if it's if 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 we're just really uh committed to this thing i think we can make it happen but i think as we're talking through i'm starting to feel like she already knows enough to want to intercept him her being stuck there in the initiation gives him enough time to impress the AI or so the AI says like, that could be a lie that the AI is saying, but maybe it's true, you know, get further than anyone's ever gotten before. And then, uh, and then she could intercept him. And then that is kind of clean because then we don't have to go inside the real club world in order for it to make maximal sense and have like maximum impact. And, uh, we can still, we can still have there be a secret explanation if if we so desire. I don't think it actually precludes that. It's just a way of presenting that that doesn't put in front. I mean, front.
0: look, I really like where this is settling. So, uh, let me say it back what I think is happening and to tell me if this you agree with all this. So, okay. cuz in a way this like tinges the original contract, right? And it makes it does the thing we wanted to do, which is to make Tim smart.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah, I want to try right? to make them both smart as, as, as so, much as possible. So
0: somehow he gets Zoya into this contract and there's like multiple layers to it that like uh, reveal themselves, right? But, but that Tim would have known about from the beginning, given how often he thinks about the club and how much research he's done. Right. The, f- the first layer is uh, he, gets, he makes this agreement on Club World, which Zoya thinks is not a big deal. But turns out to be a big deal because the club uses, uh, sorry, they don't make the deal uh, on Club World. They uh, make you mean, on event, event. event World. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. A, yeah, these term. We got to change these names. Sorry, yeah. audience. But, but uh, they make the deal on Event World, which is does not seem to be related to the club on the surface. But Tim knows that the club uses that world for a lot of its events through his research. So in that sense, like Tim's extra knowledge means that the contract is more advantageous to him than Zoya realizes. Right. And the second is this other thing is that Tim probably is also very well aware that, like, one of the worst things you can do as a club member is give away the club's location. And Zoya, again, who doesn't care a lot about the club, she may know that on some unconscious level or, like, have heard that before, but it's not, she's not obsessed with that thought like Tim is. So she may not be thinking of gaming that far ahead either. I mean, at that point, she hasn't even won the contest yet. So she may not even be thinking she's going to actually win. So, but whereas Tim is definitely thinking about the fact that, having that log not only does that tell you where the club world is that gives you leverage over the other person
1: so now right, the club right. now i think this she is would actually, realize that it would give you the club world but she might not realize that it gives you the leverage because she might not even realize that giving away the secret is so bad because she's not that's as what into I'm the saying. club yeah yeah yeah
0: i get so that he, so, yeah. so
1: tim has put
0: two things over on her that we can reveal sequentially right uh one, the contract uh, happened when she thought it wouldn't because she had to come back to Event World. Because he knew two, she would come
1: back and she didn't, yeah.
0: And then two, it gives him extra leverage like to actually extract what he wants from her, which is to get into the club. So it really puts Zoya in a bind. It makes our main character smart. Um, right. And it helps and justify it, all of our, all
1: of the places we're going. Yeah. It
0: really like this, like ties it all together. It yeah. feels like, feels really good. So, yeah. So he's, this whole time, really that we're like watching the story, it's like a really weird power dynamic, which is confusing in my head, but I kind of like that about it, which is that
1: she's hazing him. Right. But he's blackmailing same time doing it. Right. Right. He, he's blackmailing her into getting the chance to be hazed. Then she's coming back and saying, okay, I did it for you, but it's going to be awful. And he's like, great, bring it on. And then he's going through these awful things, right? I mean, I think that's fascinating and goes a long way to explain why he would, you know, go through these things in the first place. So I'm very happy with that. Um, So yeah, so if that's the one that we're doing, then it does seem to me that um, she does, in fact intercept him because she knows he's come there uh but she was tied up and then He doesn't
0: say her name cuz he wants the leverage. He wants
1: to keep the leverage exactly. And then when they are together and out of the earshot of the uh of the club world, he reveals his leverage and pressures her into uh getting him a spot and she, you know, basically relents. I mean, obviously we can Portray that. We can talk later about exactly how to portray that, but you know, maybe she disappears and comes back. But, um, but however it works, she relents and says, Okay, um, I'm gonna get you a spot, but this is how it works.
0: But what happens in her mind, I think, um, whether or not she leaves and comes back is some kind of, and again, this is not revealed
1: to the audience, right? At this like point. she could go talk to her parents or something, but we wouldn't see the scene, so right? But yeah.
0: she would be like, like I think she would go through the stages of being like, "Oh man, I am just totally screwed. Like yeah. right? this guy has got me in a corner." Yeah, and like that is like a very fertile ground for her to have the next thought, which is, "But what if I turn the table on this guy completely?" Right, and not only um, lied about what I whether I was going to get him into the club, but basically, essentially mi- manipulate him into doing my own homework. Right? Exactly. Because she- She's going to make him do the trials that she's going through, right? Right. So she right now is on the hook to provide a tip to the masters at the club, and she's going to pass that trial on to Tim and save herself the trouble. (laughs) So it makes him smart, and it makes her even smarter, but it makes her like cornered right at the moment that she needs to innovate her way out of trouble.
1: Right. She's choosing to do something a little bit evil in this moment, but it puts her in a much more like relatable place to make that choice. So, yeah, if you
0: were being blackmailed, uh, you know, once you're once you're put in that corner it yeah, makes sense Yeah, then it, that it you pretty
1: might... much justifies anything against the blackmailer at that point, right? I mean, narratively anyway, maybe not in real life. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like in a story. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so that gets us to the end of our like might want to call it act 1, you know? I mean, those are sort of m- movie terms, so I don't know if that doesn't really apply here, but it's not going to be like thirty pages, or anything. That's it,
0: like more of the background that you and I have, so that's still how we think about. comics. Yeah, well, I think is, a lot of
1: people think about story in three acts, even if they're not, you know, from movie writing. But um, I wonder it, how prevalent that is in comics,
0: though. I mean, I don't even know. I should.
1: I don't know. Probably
0: read some books on specifically comic writing,
1: but yeah, I, I mean, I, we, I love those first couple of Scott McCloud books. I think there's like a couple I haven't read in that series. I could maybe oh
0: i only know of two those are those are I think, amazing uh,
1: I, yeah i've read two and i think there's i think there's at least three there might be four now i've i saw at least one that i'd never read before at someone's house uh before the well those are I,
0: very much about the form of comics which is super useful and i should probably reread those yet again yeah
1: um but oh, yeah uh, there's a there's a famous book about writing comics too that i uh, yeah that's what i'm now talking for forgetting about. Like, the author's name but it's somebody famous somebody we both know um yeah, it would be maybe worth us reading that stuff um, in the next few months. I'm I'm down to do like a little reading club if you want. I should-
0: well, you know what? We uh, we haven't done a media club in a while. And I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not in the mood right now to like, I mean, I, I guess I'm in some senses, I'm always in the mood for cool, new, weird, indie science fiction stuff. So, uh, you know, by all means, if you're listening to this and know of something, share it with us. But, uh, you know, I'm not, it's a lot of work to hunt for that stuff. I'm nothing's immediately bubbling to the surface in front of me right now. So Mm. maybe this is a good time to sort of make media club more about comics research, um, uh, researching, yeah, the, you know, specifically reading more comics, um, since we're making a comic and, uh, reading more about the creation of comics, um.
1: I do think that's think a good that, idea. Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, we can talk more about that as, as we move forward. Uh, but anyway, this takes us to the first part of our story. And at this point, you know, Tim is committed to doing these trials. So we're into the next major section because the next section is basically going to be the three trials and how they... Um, right, that's someone. essentially what
0: comprises so, Act 2. And so that's why I'm calling
1: that Act 2, yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know we were gonna get farther today, but this feels like an episode ending. Like it feels like we—I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I agree.
1: I think uh, you know we're forty minutes in, and that's a little bit of a short episode for us. But why don't we do it? We're keeping a relatively good schedule these days, and we'll be uh, releasing again. I expect next week. I don't know what week you're listening (laughs) to this, but it'll the next one. I think we'll we'll have another episode out. So. uh, yeah let's uh let's wrap it and we can get into act two next time and we talked a little bit about the trial on there already but i think we'll go back the first trial on the we're air we're gonna Ready, go over that again. we'll go back over that and give that some a little bit more specificity and then hopefully uh get into a uh, trial two as well
0: that's right so tim blackmoil- blackmails zoya into hazing him and uh you know next <laughs> tune in next episode and we'll be talking about the first trial she puts him that's
1: through. like blackmailing someone into uh you know tying you up sexually or something there's like there's something about <laughs> it that
0: is it's a very funny <laughs> it's a very uh, funny
1: like sort when of power you relationship it. thing I, I think that's gonna be really fun for us to play with by the way uh like when it comes to composition and framing because a lot of what you can do subliminally and framing, I feel like is, is power relationships, you know, the, the size, the relative size of people and their, their, um, you know, their, uh, uh, way that they look at each other and the angles and stuff. So I think we can do a lot with, with that and have those kind of constantly switching back and forth in a fun way.
0: I mean, let me just say, this is becoming one of my favorite story structures, which is the rivalry story. Like it feels like I I I know love those. I know it's kind of Tim's story for the most part at this point, the way we're thinking about it. Um, but increasingly, it feels like we've got two rivals, two opponents, uh, equally important, uh, equally smart, equally savvy. Yeah. Um, with some shifting, like you said, like frame to frame, like maybe someone has the upper hand, maybe the other person has the upper hand. And I, you know, I love that kind of story. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah. That we're. Yeah, it makes me excited too. And I think, yeah, that's going to work really well with what we want to do in the in the ending um, because it's sort of, you know, the person we've been paying less attention to is sort of the stealth, more important person after a while. And I think that's uh, uh, a great structure for doing something about rivals. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about that. This is trending toward things I think both of us like. So I'm really happy uh, about that. Let's end it and we will be back next week with more making of the graphic novel Constellation thank you for being with us
0: see you next time
1: this has been Constellation making the graphic novel our theme song is Pomona by Audios to subscribe to this podcast look us up on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher application you can find us on Twitter or on the web at constellationpodcast.com